Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video and audio interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. We're going to be updating our website very soon, very, very soon, like within the next week. Brand new look. Same great content, brand new look. You'll finally, this is embarrassing, but you'll finally be able to really read every article on your phone. I know, we're late to the game, but you know what? We do it on a shoestring. So look forward to that, starting uh, this week, I think. Very exciting. Uh, we're also funded by the wonderful Pacific Northwest Writers Association. These people have been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. Uh, you know, we do this writers' conference every year. Uh, today's guest, Philip Donnelly, has attended that and taught there. He's a great guy. Uh, well, it's going to be moved to September. We moved the conference to September, or first week, I think, in September. Uh, but same great conference. Same amazing cast of teachers and agents and editors. Also do a great writing contest for all for 14 different genres, from poetry to romance to memoir to suspense. Uh, I think there's still a week left. I think maybe two. Not much time. If you have a, if you have a book you want or a short story, a collection of poems you want to submit, go to pnwa.org and you can do that. It's well worth your time. I know a bunch of people who've gotten agents and publishing contracts because they placed in that contest. Yes, that's right. Prestigious contest. Uh, also, okay, so today is the, uh, the 13th, Tuesday, March 13th. Uh, if you're listening in, I don't know when you're listening. Maybe you're listening live. Well, tomorrow I'm going to be teaching a free fearless writing Fearless Writing Workshop, free, here in Seattle at East West Books over in Ravenna. Great people there. Uh, if you're interested, if you've liked the book, if you like Fearless Writing, and you want to get a little uh, little one-on-one with me, come on over. Check it out. i got some new ideas about Fearless Writing that I w- I'm going to test out there. So uh, I hope to see you there. Hope to see you there. Free tomorrow, 7 o'clock, 14th of March, East West Books. Go on my website. All the information is there. All right. Well, if you've listened to this show, you may remember today's guest, Philip Donley. He's a friend of the show. He's been on a few times. Well, he's back. Uh, you know, every writer, we all do fun, interesting things before we write or while we write. I was a sommelier once upon a time. I know, weird, but I was. Philip was a flight instructor. He flew a private jet for a Saudi prince. And for 28 years, he flew corporate jets for a Fortune 500 company. Uh, he has logged over 14 thousand hours in the air and his travels have taken him to 40 countries on five countries or five continents excuse me but he's not flying anymore no he's writing he's writing novels and he's written eight novels including let's go category five black code black zero separation deadly echoes aftershock pegasus down seconds to midnight and then just out last week speed the dawn and he's here with me today phil how you doing well, I'm doing good. That was one of the most entertaining introductions I've ever had. I have to, I have to tip my hat to you for that one. Oh, you are, you're worth it, Phil. You're worth it. You're eight books in, and they're just getting better and better. Seconds to Midnight. Seconds to Midnight got a little, uh, got a little, uh, well, all your books get some attention, but Seconds to Midnight, uh, was it Suspense Magazine? 
Was that what? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. They were, what they say about it? Kind enough. Well, they were kind enough to name it uh, one of the best suspense thrillers of 2017. What so do you think of that? I was. Oh, I love that. Because um, who knows more about suspense and thrillers that's, than Suspense Magazine? So, that's right. That's um, right. I, yeah, I like that. So it uh, hats off to them for 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 for, uh, for that little blurb and uh and then right after that uh, the reviews have been coming in for um speed the dawn speed the been, dawn yeah that's the new one and it's uh it's doing real well i'm i'm pleased that is awesome well it couldn't happen to a nicer guy couldn't happen to a nicer guy we were talking a little bit before we came on the show about the life of the uh of the genre writer especially as this is a a, a um a donovan nash novel he's your hero and um, he's back at it again. And there is a certain trajectory sometime to the career of the of the writer who writes in a series, where you hope you hope to just sort of slowly, like a like a, a snowball rolling downhill, to gather up readers. Do you feel like you've been doing that? I think so. You know, it's um, my publisher and and um, the distributor have been they've been working pretty hard to to put some of these earlier books on sale. All of my catalog is, is available. Um, so they've been, uh, they've been alternating between uh, the ebook platforms and then they've, they've, uh, they'll slowly release paperbacks and you know, they just kind of keep yeah. my name out there. And so and yeah. every time a new book comes out, uh, it is a series, but they're written as standalones. So, the, you know, jump into the pool anywhere. Um, right. You know, and if you like it, then you know, go back and start somewhere else. And and so, yeah. I like to think, or I'm hopeful that if somebody reads one of my books along the line, that they'll actually, they'll actually go ahead and, and eventually read the rest. And some of them, some of the mail I get, that there's people that read eight books um, in two weeks, and then they bite wow. me because they haven't got any sleep. So, wow. But <laughs> it's uh, so. It, you know, you never know, but it, you know, it's so much fun, and and I would never would have guessed that there'd be eight books out there, and and yeah. uh, so uh, and there's you know there's more stuff in the works, so it's uh, you know it's an ongoing process. Are you getting better? Are you getting better? Be honest. Yeah, you know, don't be I humble. Think, be honest. I think so. I mean, I think you got to be getting better, right? Um, yeah. You know, you and I and I, I'm better. Better storyteller, I think, than I than I was when I first started, and I think that's. Yeah. I don't know if I'm a better writer. I th- I think you some of that is you just you got it or you don't, and and uh, but I think my storytelling's gotten a little stronger. If I were to to, to say you know anything about it, um, so and I you know and I there's just more confidence, like with anything, whether you're playing golf or or painting or taking pictures or whatever pursuit. You're, yeah. The more you do it, the more confidence you get. Um, so that's, I think that's important too. Phil, something unusual is happening at this very instant. Uh, someone has called into the show, and uh, let's find out who it is, shall we? Okay. Let's see. Let's see who this is. Uh, this doesn't happen that often, but we have it. Uh, so, the, hello, caller. You there? Hello. No, we're just going to take that guy right off. Okay, I don't know what that was all about. So you're getting better. You're you're a better storyteller. That's good. Uh, what keeps you interested? I mean, eight books, same um, same hero. But what what keeps Phil interested? What keeps you curious? 
Well, I think that, you know, the, these characters are growing. And they, at some point, unbeknownst to me, they kind of all took on a, a life of their own. And so they make me, they force me to listen a little bit. And um, so they are, they're, they're evolving. And I, I think that's one of the big things yeah. that keeps me involved. And, and then uh, some of the storytelling that I that maybe improved on is I, you know, I'll start and you, you don't, don't, I don't lurch these people around because I think change is hard for any of us. And I think it's subtle and, but I kind of put different, trajectories in motion for some of these characters for, for down the road. Um, right. There are things, there are things in speed, the dawn that I set up when I wrote aftershock, which is really, um, really well, that's yeah, four, that books, I, four books back. Oh, you, oh, you're what a yeah. long vision you have. So it's, you know, I've, and I, I do have these, these, all these ideas tucked away and they, you know, they just swirl around in the, the ether of my empty brain sometimes and, and they eventually get get written down. But there was at the end of Aftershock, um, that was the that was the book and you and I talked a lot about this. There was um I killed off a character. We're not gonna say right. who, but there was a right. and at the very end of that book there was a there was an announcement. Donovan made an announcement that um there was going to be an, uh, a ship bearing that person's name who was deceased right well well the ship's here and that ship is one of the main characters in speed of the dawn and so yeah. you know those kind of things you know they keep me excited you know i uh, i start those little arcs and and then you know i just they keep me interested and i was like well i wonder what I wonder what donovan nash is doing i wonder what <laughs> You know, and so it's just you know, and and I don't know until I sit down and try to figure out what what they are doing. So it's fun uh, for me too. You know, did I can't did I ask you this? I probably did, but I can't remember the answer. What was the writer when you were flying all those jets all over this globe? You know, and that's a serious job. I mean, you can't just do that's requires a lot of training. It requires your full attention. I hope while you're doing it, yes. right? Yes. Um, yes. And so, and you know, a lot of times people who are writers who are doing something else, it's kind of like their attention is, it's like, oh, okay, I'll do this, but I really wish I was doing this other thing. Um, where was the writer when you were flying those planes? What was he doing? Daydreaming well, when, he was, when you put on autopilot? Yeah. Well, I was, you know, I, this all started back in high school. Um, I always wanted to be a pilot. I was always going to be a pilot. I learned yeah. to fly in high school, and I was always a big reader. Um my parents, bless them, were were big readers, and and trips to the library were sacred, and and so I got fully immersed in books and reading early on, and so, yeah. um, in fact, there's a list on my website of the the top five authors that that probably influenced me, and most of them were I read them when I was in my teens. Um, so there are, so I got my license, my pilot's license in high school, and I also took journalism. And I and I found out that yeah. I kind of maybe liked writing. So, but I don't know that you have much to say until you get older. I didn't, you know. So no. writing was sort of way on the back burner until I hit maybe forty, forty yeah. years old, and I thought, you know what, Morris, let's let's see if there's something there. And there wasn't. It took me a long time to write up my first no. book. There wasn't. Wait. What, was there what was there something there, but you just didn't know how to unleash it? Maybe, or was there yeah, really like yeah, nothing I there? Did, 
Well, I didn't know. I I knew I wanted to write this book, and I and I had little bits and pieces, and I just didn't know how to. I kept starting at the beginning. I'd sit down, and it's like, you know, yeah. it's like it was a dark it was a dark stormy night, and then right, you know, just like, and it's like <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't until and I did that for months. Sat down with my journal, yeah. and it's like. It's yeah, it's still storming, but there's nothing. Yeah, nothing. You didn't have nothing. a character. Then, you didn't have a. I mean, you had a kind of. A, you know, did like, you have a basic idea yeah, for a story, or just? I I did, yeah. I, you know, and I but not enough, and and so and it wasn't until, you know, I I got up one morning early to go on a flight, and we had horrible weather. It was freezing rain, and I couldn't even get out of the parking lot, and, and the trip canceled, and I sat there. Right. Got it all dressed up, no place to go, and I picked up <laughs> right. my my journal, and and then it and then it happened. I you can't right. start at the beginning. I can't. I have to start at the end. Oh. Once I pictured this this climactic ending of Category Five, then I knew where to start. That's, that's, okay. I don't remember. I'm sure you told me that, but I don't remember that. That is so interesting. So you have to. Well, you know what's interesting actually about that film uh, is that – so I write stories about my own life almost ex- – well, exclusively. But usually when I think about a story about myself, if I'm going to tell someone, I actually have the ending in mind. In other words, I have the sort of punchline, the but, moment of epiphany, the moment of understanding, and then I just say to myself, how can I get there? I know where I'm going, and then I just back yeah. up as – you know, hope, and then just try to build my way there. So actually, that's usually and how that, I tell stories about my own life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there was so I back up until until I had the logistics to get all these people where this ending needs to have them, and right. then that's my starting. That's my starting point. That's and fascinating. Once, once I did that, then it was you know, and and then the ideas just don't ever stop. That spigot got opened, and and I don't. I mean, I would never try to turn it off, but. So the you know the ideas just kept coming. So I was my first two books were published while I was still flying, and right, which was which was awesome because I was you know I I was doing a lot of international flying and I'd, I'd be sitting in somewhere in Europe or Eastern Europe with you know right. a week with nothing to do and I and I would write and and or I'd make ideas and and so it was uh, it was after I quit flying that I had to kind of shift gears and and write without. You know, being immersed in the actual process of flying every day, right? That's different. So then you got to create. Yeah. Then you have to create. This is an interesting thing about being a writer: is you're you're just. It's really you're just your your days could just be sprawling, <laughs> structureless messes if you don't. You really have to create. You really have to create so much because when you have a job, the job so much determines the how for the, for most people for most jobs right. it deter, it gives your day a form. But when you're when you're writing, it's now it's just like just like the page is blank. Your day can kind of be. You have to give it some kind of. I have to. I have to give it a form, or I go and go nuts. Yeah, yeah. I I have to do that. And fortunately, I have. There's a lot of structure um, that carries over from my from my days as a pilot um, that yeah. I get to apply to this. And it's it's like okay, let's do let's do this much. And you know, and I'm pretty goal oriented. And and so there's. You know, I get up and I start writing, and I write for four hours, maybe five. Yeah, four. Not more than four. Yeah, and then yeah, have, you know, have a spot of lunch, and then maybe go run errands, and then somewhere in there it's happy hour, and then you just repeat. 
That's <laughs> right. necessary. Until there's yeah, a four hours. <laughs> four hours. I can't actually. I'll tell you the truth. I can't even do four hours. I do two, but I I, get, I tend to get a ton done in two hours. But I, I could. But four hours, I would say, is kind of for most of the authors, kind of what they do. Like after that, it's kind of people are kind of toast. For most authors, yeah. it's the rare one that can go eight hours, you know, of writing. Oh, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. I can't that even imagine it, frankly. No, I can't either. And I'll skip I'll skip a day. I don't have any <gasps> problem with that. You know, I know. Really? You know, that's, of, of all the advice I've ever gotten, that's just probably one of the worst <laughs> for me. It's like, you must write every day. And it's like, right. you know, I was, an awful, I was an awfully good pilot, and I didn't have to fly every day. So right. I just, I don't believe it. And... Interesting. There's times I need to sit and pro- I need to sit and process. I need to sit and yeah. think about where I'm headed, and and I would rather skip a day and think about it and go on the right direction than and continue to write and then have to, God forbid, delete stuff or take it out. Right. So, yeah, I you know, it's uh, but the shortest time I've ever written a rough draft was seven weeks. Using my my wow, get up, get that up. The shortest right. time you said, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty fast. That and that was after that was after shock actually. And that that book just had a life of its own, and and it was that was that was that was something. And usually it takes three months. So right. a day off here or there is not a big deal. No, no. Actually, I I don't tend to write. Well, I I don't tend to write on Saturdays and Sundays actually. If I write usually just during the week, I kind of refill the, the the you know the well when I'm done. Right. And so, all right, so that's interesting. And so you and so you um, you start with an ending. I was just think, talking to Lisa Gardner. Do you know Lisa? I know of her. Met, I don't think we've ever met. Yeah, uh, she's she's cool. So she was on the show, I guess, last week. Good God, yeah. I just yeah. I can't remember. I think just last week. And uh, she was you know she starts she's like a lot of mystery writers. She has nothing to start. Really, a lot of times she doesn't know much, you know, and she's like she'll have a body and doesn't know who killed it until she gets to the. So she comes at the opposite direction, you know. Everybody, but but then do you like so when you have your ending, do you do you like outline or just do you then say okay now I know the ending now I can just start writing I'll start writing at what I think is the beginning or do you then have to like literally like kind of block out all the stuff beforehand? How do you do it? I, you know, it's 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 kind of an informal thing. What I do when I finally have this ending, then typically I have to do research. Um, oh because yeah, I yeah, do, yeah. You know, I write about natural disasters and and right. stuff, so I'd have to know I have to know if the science is there, and so I I do a lot of that. And then there's just what I call it, it's proof of concept. Like, can I can I have this climactic ending that I've envisioned, and I, can I have it? You know, in wherever it is in the world, and does it just logistically work for all the characters? Can they all get right. there, or are they already there? And so there's a there's a lot of that, and so that's the hardest part, and it's also my favorite part is brainstorming all this stuff together because I just I'm, I'm uncovering rocks and I'm just you know I'm shocked at what yeah. I find sometimes and. Yeah. This, a case in point is this: the new book, Speed the Dawn, uh, deals with a uh, with a wildfire that gets yeah. completely out of control in California. And I was I usually write in the summer in in Montana and the in Missoula is the National Forest Service um, fire lab. So I oh, fire lab. 
this is a fire lab. I know. I was just a little kid again. So I finally got invited <laughs> to go and talk to one of the one of their scientists about this, and and he was just you know I was asking him just stuff and and fact checking and kind of learning some of the jargon and you know and I love all that stuff. And so we started talking, and he's and you know, I asked him what they did in the fire, and he said we would do all kinds of stuff, combustion, and you know, and then he brought up fire tornadoes and then we went and made one it was they made one i mean i was yeah they made one they've got a they've got a because they're real and they and they have this big container it's it's like glass you know pirates or whatever it is and and you put this you build this tiny fire in the bottom of this container and then Uh you turn on the wind turn on the wind and it starts spiraling up and it's like a you ever saw the movie Twister? It's like that yeah. only it's fire. it's fire. Think of that. That's and apocalyptic. That's like oh, biblical. And <laughs> oh my so, god! And, it's, and 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 they and they exist. They're fairly rare, but they have existed. And, and so, sure. when I got a hold of that little nugget, it's like you said, "I'm going to see ya. I got to write. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I there is going to be a fire lot. tornado in this book. There is. There's going to be more than one, and it's. <laughs> and you're right. Apocalyptic is. So those are the things oh, I love. So you know, I envision this fire, and you know, the whole time I'm trying to figure out how to put how we're going to put it out. And right. then I made it even harder because I found out that we can make this fire even bigger. And so that's the yeah, fun. yeah. That's, you know, and just the research and and hanging out with with cool people and experts that know way more than I do. And, and uh, so that's, that's, that's fun. a great byproduct. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. God, well, the fires last, see, I live in Seattle, but even in Seattle, the fires up here in the Northwest were so brutal last summer. They yeah. were just, uh, you know, it was, it was actually affecting the air down here in Seattle. It was so bad through the Northwest. It was intense. Right. Force of nature. Well, I was, I, you know, the force, yeah. the, the forest fires is, uh, in terms of land-bound natural disasters, the forest fire is pretty awesome. In, I mean, not not in the in a good way, but in a, just in terms of the power of nature, it just can well, move so fast. Well, the thing I like about writing with and including the natural disasters is because they they will win. You know, they and we <laughs> right. all. All humans have this innate fear of them. I mean, yeah. you know, a lightning storm or a tornado, you know, and the sirens go off. I grew up in the Midwest, and the tornadoes were just a part of life. And, you know, and then you've got the hurricanes, and, and yep. so the fire the fire issue was always on my list. But um, I was in Montana, and they had a, they had a bad fire one year, and, and I was close enough to see the flames. And, you know, yeah. way, leaping way above the the pine trees and I'm just like wow wow and that does it kind of puts it in in, kind of puts things in perspective doesn't it yeah yeah you know there's a you get that that it's 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 very primal it's that it's that leave you know fight or flee uh, and there's nothing to fight you gotta flee no but that (laughs) uh so that it almost so the fire in in speed the dawn almost becomes you know the one of the, the character. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, I have to I say, like to some degree, don't you think to some degree that, well, I don't I don't want to psychoanalyze you, but as a pilot, even you're, you're flying, but you're really, you're, it's, it's, it's sort of machinery 
not against nature, but you're having to work with the power of gravity, essentially, and mm-hmm. wind. And so you're in communication with nature like a captain of a ship in many ways, a captain of a, of a sailing ship. It's the same sort of relationship, I would think. Even though you have so much technology at your disposal, there is still just the mightiness of the distance from the earth and gravity and wind and lightning and clouds. Sure. Yeah. The, uh, right? the variables in the, in the weather were always uh, the biggest challenges of the day. You know, the when you were, when you were on Monday than it did on Friday, so that right. you know, and once you know that, and that's just that's physics, and that just that's just that's built into the machine. So I'm, right. that's not something I'm having to juggle. I just I have to keep it going the way it's supposed to go. But the you know I you do you fly across the ocean and and you encounter completely you know separate weather systems, and you have to know what to do about all that stuff. And then you've got and then you've got wind and howling wind, and you've got blizzards and snow and ice storms and there are hurricanes and typhoons and so there's all of those things you can't always get above it no no you can't you know my airplane would go to 41,000 feet and lots of thunderstorms are 50 to 60,000 feet but really they go that high oh yeah the big supercells um yeah and you shouldn't be anywhere near those ever um so yeah they you know there's can't get above all the weather, and hurricanes are not as tall. You can fly over a hurricane, right? Um, right. They just don't have the elevation typically that the big thunderstorms do. But, but the weather is the thing. The weather will kill you. I mean, that's the that's the bottom line. And whether right. you're in an airplane or or standing out on the golf course looking up at the right. dark cloud coming, so <laughs> right. there is there is an intrinsic fear, as as it should be, of of. Right. Uh, of Mother Nature, and I, I love tapping into that because I think that I think that makes it it intensifies the story, and uh, yeah, and I think we all have some something relatable to that. It goes back. It goes back to our days just huddled around the fire. But that was all. That was all our technology. It goes all the way back. We've been doing this forever. Well, and it makes yep. sense for a suspense writer because uh, you just you know the. Life and death is sort of the, um, the 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 stock and trade of the suspense writer in one way or another. Is it what's going what could kill you is kind of the question every suspense writer has to begin their career with. What is their what's their threat going to be? Right. You know. Right. So and then how and then, and then what's the level and then what's the level of the threat? Is it you know are, are there four people in danger or are there right are there four million? And so you set right. the stakes. Early on, yep, and um, yeah, so it was. Uh, so I enjoyed this book. Um, you know, it's I've gotten a lot of feedback already from people that that like it from from the just from the fire standpoint um, because it's sort of you know timely. Yeah, we're not all standing on the you know the distant hillside watching the fire. You're, in, uh, you know, like when I ride about airplanes, I, you're in the cockpit with me, and right? Then, of course, or you're or you're in the you're in the middle. And the fire tornado's coming, so it's uh, there's there's an intensity there that I think is uh, is kind of hard to resist if if you're a, if you're a thriller suspense reader. Now I have one more question for you, but before I get to it, where so so this book was out last week, and uh, I know you're going to be at Left Coast Crime, which is where is that? Is that out in Reno? Uh, it's in, it's in Reno, and uh, that, that's next week. Starts next week. Okay. Um, 
that is one of the conferences that's actually open to the public. And so if you're in the awesome. Reno area and you want to come out and meet a bunch of writers and, and uh, you know, that we're there. So um, come out and say hi. And then I so and you'll I'd be there. Jump on an airplane. Yeah, jump. After that's over, I jump on an airplane and I head to uh, the Midwest and I go to uh, Minneapolis where I was. That's where I lived for years, and and uh, it, it's, it's a great Minnesota is a great a great state, and it's and uh, still a lot of friends and a lot of fans there. So I go and make make appearances there, and uh, those are all on the website right now. It's all up to great. date. Great. So um, yeah, and I just kind of keep you know out. Signing books and kissing babies and you know shaking hands and, and it's it's kind of, I look forward to it because the writer's oh, life it's good. is pretty solitary, you know. So it's go it's out nice there and time. meet the fans. You've earned I it. Know, I like You've it. earned it, Phil. Yeah. All right, listen. After eight I got one more question for you. I got one more question yeah. for you. I'm, I'm going to mix it up a little bit here because I think you've asked, you've asked, you've answered my normal last question too many times. So here's what I'm going to do: think yeah. back to young Phil Donlay. Just figured out he could start Category 5 at the end, and then he would know how to write. So he's finally, finally sitting down to write the book. Actually, it's actually happening. What advice would you give him? Now, eight books in, what would you tell him now that you know now that he didn't know then? Well, in terms of, you know, it, I, got, you know I, I did it. I got an agent, and then I got a book deal. And so, you know, there's not a lot of critique there, I mean, I floundered a lot, but everyone right. does. Um, what I did do, and I didn't have any idea if I was going to have one book published, let alone eight, and that there was going to be a series. The one thing right. I would rethink long and hard is that one of the characters that I used in the first book was Donovan and his wife, Lord Dr. Lauren McKenna, and they and I gave them a child. <laughs> which worked perfectly. So as the series continued, not only did my two protagonists have to save the world, they had to arrange right. daycare first. Okay. And so that was that. And you can't kill the kid. No, you can't run away and you can't make them bad parents. Right. So there's, you know, so you and she's older. She's way older now, so she actually right. has a speaking part, and 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 I like her better now. But for a while, right. she was just. I, oh. Where are, we, where are they going to take Abigail? So I, I had oh, to do so over. Funny. I might have I might have rethunk that part. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's the reason a lot of suspense. It's you know what? It's why a lot of suspense heroes are bachelors or bachelorettes. Often, yeah. you know, yeah. And why in young adult fiction, or like like especially like fantasy, like adventure young adult, the kids are orphans almost always. You know yeah. they they're off on their own. They've been orphaned because the parents become because the parents can solve too many problems. And yeah, for some reason, adventure and parenting don't go well. Too. But you know what? You've pulled it off. You've done the impossible, <laughs> Phil. You did it. Well, <laughs> they said it couldn't well. be done, and it was. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Well, listen. Best of luck uh, on Speed the Dawn. You don't need it. I think uh, people are more and more people are catching on to the good thing that we've known about here in the Northwest. I hope this book goes crazy, uh, and uh, maybe I'll talk to you again next year. I'm sure you got another one in the works. Well, uh, we'll do that. I may even see you at the at the convention in oh. September. Oh, you're coming, maybe? Well, I think so. Yeah. You know, it was it was awesome. a little hard when it was in 
June, I think it's been June, July. Yeah, it was July, but now it's in September. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a that's a better time for me. So uh, you know what? That's uh, that might happen. So that would be excellent. uh, Yeah, that'd be fun. Excellent. Well, I hope I see you there. Okay, Phil. Thank you so much. All right, take it easy, Phil. Okay. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, good old Phil. Phil's. You know what? You put your time in. You put your time in. You got to find the way you write. I would not have guessed that that's how he did it, but that's the way it is. You've got to find the way you tell your story, and then you tell it. Speaking of pilots, my next uh, next week's guest, Tom Miller, he's a doctor, but he's also a helicopter pilot, apparently. Ah, it's strange. These things come in groups. So next week I'll be talking to him. He's author of the book The Philosopher's Flight, interesting book. So we'll have a chat about that. Until then, go do something you love, people. It always works out.